0: Joining us now is an old friend and somebody I I don't get to say this that often because most of my former interns end up in prison. Uh, but this guy I'm extremely proud of. Brittany, keep that in mind, by the way. Oh, she's not an intern, technically. No, she's, she's yeah. paid. She's paid. paid. But joining us now is somebody I'm very proud of. And God known knows him. about Bonza. <laughs> I've known him, well, he could go either way. Uh, I've known him about 23, 24 years, uh, Mark Fine. Director of Marketing, New York Mets. Mark, how are you?
1: Hey, Stan. Hey, Craig. What's going on, guys?
0: Fine. What's up, brother? Good to talk to Not you, much. man. How do Globetrotters do? What was their record like this off season? off man, baseball season? That's the season? thing. The, you
1: know, I, the Globetrotters never lost a game. I had to get adjusted to that uh, going <laughs> into baseball again.
0: Yeah. Hey, Mark, uh, seriously, you've been up there. Am I right? Is this your fifth or sixth season? That's this is the, my sixth season. That is unbelievable. Well, when you, said, when you said most
2: of your interns usually wind up in prison, right. I was thinking the last couple of years for Mark might have been just like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he well, would characterize it. was a tough one. Last year was a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, New mm-hmm. York. Being up in New York, it wasn't just that you stepped up into the big leagues uh, to become director of marketing of a major league baseball team, but you stepped up in New York. If you had to look back now six years, what surprised you most about New York versus sort of where you were working before, which was sort of working for the Oriole Farm teams in Norfolk and back here doing that Globetrotter regional uh, marketing? What, What about New York is most surprising?
1: Well the biggest thing and I remember this in year 1 uh was getting used to the New York media and getting used to the fact that any email that you wrote or anything that you had said even if it's just in passing uh can be printed. Yeah. Um that I think is is just the I learned that in year 1. Um you know we had an instance uh when we were in 2013 we hosted the All-Star game here. We had an instance uh, where we went a little overboard in trying to promote uh, David Wright that year to get into the All-Star game, and it ended up on the back pages of the paper. And that was, you know, four or five months into my job here. And that was, I had never, ever experienced anything like that, Uh, where, you know, something that you could do um, could end up uh, on the back pages of each of the New York tabloid news newspapers here. So that is I think the biggest difference and that's you know something that I think you hear from the player side often. Um, you know and, and we have a new manager this year and the scrutiny that comes with managing a team here but it also is very true on the business side is that everything um, and I have to say some there there's times that we could think that we've come up with something very creative from the marketing side We have to really poke a lot of holes in it uh, before we put it live because um, it it does face so much scrutiny uh, from the New York media. The fact is there's just so many more eyeballs on this brand than there are in the other brands that I work for.
0: Is the flip side of that, though, Mark, even if you end up on the back page on Saturday, you know by Sunday they're looking for something new to turn over and have as hot as it was yesterday. So it's shelf life might be a little lesser up there. Might not seem yeah. like it to you, but.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, and that's pretty much the 24 hour news cycle anyways. Um, and you very much see that here in New York, that uh, something that, and especially in baseball too, where it's 162 games and every game um, it is just the ups and downs of the in the roller coaster of you know our brand uh changes with every game that is played um every game is scrutinized so much but then again you, as you mentioned you're on to the next game and you're on to the next day and the 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 new story can change with that
2: kind of a lighthearted question and this is what we do here uh just how big a head does mr met have
1: He's got a big head. Uh, he's, he's got a big head. He's, we're really lucky uh, to have, you know, a recognizable mascot, you know, like him. Um, Mrs. Met came back in 2014. She had been on hiatus. So we've been using Mr. And Mrs. Met in a lot of the things that we do. And it's been really helpful. I mean, I remember years ago. I think I was with the Globetrotters when this happened. That the Cubs introduced Clark, um, their mascot, Mm -hmm. and it was not very well received by many in the media. uh, But I remember thinking, you know, this—they're just trying to reach a certain demographic. And um, you know, while he is the mascot up in Boston, and he was booed for several years, I think when he was introduced, but. Point being is, is that you're trying to reach a younger kid, and I think that Major League Baseball over the last few years under Rob Manfred's leadership has really focused on getting the youngest of people in. I'll give you a stat that we abide by here at the Mets, is that our goal is to try and get uh, a youngster into their first game by age 8. And if they attend a game by age 8, they're going to attend 59% more games over a lifetime than if their first game is age 14. No
2: question about it.
1: Go ahead, Greg.
2: No, I was just going to say no question about it. I've often told people that in this day and age, especially when uh, playing baseball at a young age is not necessarily the thing anymore with all the video games and other things to occupy a kid's time, I've often said that if they're not baseball fans by the time they're 10, they're never going to be baseball fans.
1: Well, that's what you see with Commissioner Manfred has done with the play ball efforts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've got a 10-year-old boy and an 8-year-old girl, and I can tell you that it is a little different than when I was playing, probably when you guys were playing. Um, with, what, we don't, what the commissioner wants to make uh, clear is that you don't have to play an organized game of baseball to be playing baseball. You can be playing catch, you can be playing wiffle ball, you can be playing stick ball. Um, what I what I don't think we want our sport to be is something where there's a lot of equipment and it comes off as expensive. Right. Um, and I notice that a little bit more now having a kid who's playing ball. And, you know, I live in a town in Long Island where um, a lot of kids have a lot of equipment um, and it could come off as too expensive. And I think the commissioner has done a good job over the last couple of years, MLB, has the participation rates in baseball and softball have grown exponentially um, and again, just getting people to, you know, play a game of catch. Uh, it doesn't have to be an organized travel team uh, situation for people to play and enjoy the game. We're talking. We're, talk,
0: we're talking with. We're talking with Mark Fine, the director of marketing with the New York Mets. Uh, Mark um, Terry Collins. I think we'd all agree, a really solid baseball guy, did some good things, clearly, for the New York Mets. But temperament-wise and personality-wise, not a great fit up in New York. You've got a guy now who looks like he could be a New York superstar. and I know it's early in his tenure, but Mickey Calloway. What do you think Sandy Alderson saw in him, and was it partly how he would handle New York?
1: Well, I would say that Terry um, uh, did a nice job handling the media here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, you know, he had – you even go back to 2015, our World Series year. You know, before we got Cespedes, uh, that week before we got Cespedes was a very trying week uh, on our team. Um, and Terry really held, held the team together, mm-hmm. I think, with Mickey Calloway. Uh, Mickey's 42 years old. He's a vibrant guy. I think I was just so impressed by his initial press conference back uh, in the off season, which he said, you know, we're gonna love these guys. We're gonna we're gonna care about our players. We're gonna love them.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're
1: gonna have obviously expectations and responsibilities. But I, he really came across. I, I took that from the business side and thinking, yeah, I mean it's important to love your people and to yeah. care about your people and put them in a great position to succeed and i think he brings that and i will tell you from a marketing standpoint he's been exceptional to work with and you know we had he cares about he
0: cares about that side of the game doesn't he
1: he really does i mean it's funny he came to we had a an all staff meeting that he happened to get hired um a day or two before and the meeting was, had been scheduled for weeks and he came in and he spoke to the group. He said that he had a picture of every one of us <laughs> uh, and that he was going to learn all of our names, that's, uh, that's something. Said, Yeah. which I thought was really uh, powerful and exceptional. Yeah. And it was funny. I mean, it is the cool thing. Sometimes you do feel like you're in the ESPN cafeteria where he made a point to work out of our offices for the first couple of weeks that after he had been hired. And you would just see him in the cafeteria, ordering food and eating, and um, he he was that kind of guy. He, he's um, low-key, but in terms of uh, ego, doesn't have an ego at all. And he just is a, a, a warm, nice guy and a vibrant guy yeah. who really gets people excited. And I think you can see that with the results so far that we've had you know, on the field in the regular season and even in spring training.
2: And that was my next question. What about that start to this season for you guys? Because, I mean, obviously season starts, the Nationals are the odds on favor to win it. But health has always been the issue for this team in New York. Uh, And and when you if you especially with the pitching staff uh, and right now, it seems like this is a lineup that can compete with just about anybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is a great thing. I look at it, Craig, from a business side. I mean, you could go 14-5 and five in July, and it might not have the same impact that it does when you go 14-5 to, to lead off the season. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of excitement around our team because of the hot start that we got off to. You know, the way we played the Nationals down there in Washington, we were able to eke out a, a game here this this week where we, were to, uh, we lost two of three, but we were able to ke- get the third uh, game. As a win, that first game on Monday night, uh, you know we uh, we lost the big lead, and that was tough. Um, and we had not played the Nationals well over the last few years, uh, more than the last few years. And they've really had our number. Maybe with the exception of 2015, uh, they've really held our number. So it is nice to get off into the start that we have. Um, we haven't knock on wood had too many injuries, although we we do have a couple catching injuries. Travis Darnot, going to be out yeah. for the year. And Kevin Pleweki, uh from what I hear is out for you know, what I hear is what you hear, uh yeah. out for the next few weeks still. Um, but beyond that, you know, I, I we haven't had those types of injuries yet, uh and hopefully we won't. Uh or 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 there'll be sus- sustained to a short term. I mean I think every team has injuries and um, there's a positivity around the team and just our our front office right now uh that is infectious and we're really excited. Um and it's great it is great to get off to a good start. Uh particularly um you know we we have six we had six divisional games against the Nationals that are already in the books. Uh I don't think we see them again until July. But um, you know now it's it's to keep moving, and you know hopefully this weather gets a little bit better, so we can uh, pack the, pack the house a little bit more.
0: We're talking with Mark Fine, Director of Marketing, at New York Mets. Mark, I wanted to bring you back to Baltimore for a moment. Uh, sure. I, I know doctors don't like to talk about other doctors, and so on and so forth. It doesn't take a genius to know that you much prefer to get off to the start that the Mets got off to than the start that the Orioles have gotten off to. Uh, but I'm, I'm asking you from an outsider's point of view, there's no question that the uh, majority owner of this team is up in years. He's 89 years of age. Uh, it's come publicly that the, the club is now more being run by the Suns, younger eyeballs. Is that pretty apparent from where you sit that the Orioles are trying to do some different things that are a little bit more progressive and industry standards
1: yeah, I mean the Orioles got a lot of great publicity uh across the, the sports business industry, you know, with the nine and under get in free uh promotion. The and kid, I think you have a lot cheer, of people that are gonna watch that.
0: Kids cheer free zone, yep.
1: the kids cheer free. I mean, I look at that kind of how this this past year you had a lot of people in our business look at what the Atlanta Falcons did with their concession prices. Mm-hmm. That their concession prices were considerably lower. Um and I think you're going to have a lot of people. There, there, there's certainly been a lot of talk in our industry about, hey, you know, is that something that we should be looking at? You saw that the Oakland A's this past week had a free game. Yep. Um, you know, and they're trying a lot of different things out in Oakland with uh, a new president that's been out there and working on getting a new uh, new ballpark deal. So, yeah, I, I do see uh, as an outsider, certainly that kids' that your free uh, promotion. That's something that, you're going to see a lot of people in our industry keep an eye on, um, yeah. And obviously, record is going to matter, and you're going to take that into consideration, uh, you know, uh, for, throughout the year uh, to see kind of where the Orioles end up in record and also where they end up in attendance if that promotion was considered successful. But I will say that I think, you know, in everything that I saw, uh, you know, John Angelos kind of saying when talking about the promotion is that. He's addressing the future. He's addressing, you know, what we talked about kind of at the outset is that they want to introduce, as do we at the Mets uh, and most and every team in baseball, uh, is they want to introduce this game at the youngest of ages so that we can get lifelong fans. And again, just the ballpark itself, and you're seeing this uh, at Camden Yards, you see this uh, at our place at City Field. You have, nobody's sitting for nine games anymore, excuse me, nine innings anymore. Very few people are sitting for nine innings anymore. So you have to have social spaces. You have to have other things at the ballpark to do. Um And I think you see that at both of our ballparks. And uh so, yeah, I mean, to answer your question again, I think that that is a, uh, definitely something worth watching. And I think it's a very progressive move, too. I understand it because we're trying to do the same thing here. Uh, We're putting a lot of our attention on Generation Z and getting young people to the games.
0: I can understand, though, that the Orioles uh, have nothing to lose by trying something like that because their attendance looks this year they're going to be real hard-pressed to hit 1-8 even, in my opinion, this year. Could the Mets try something like that? on a much more limited, uh, both date-wise and space-wise, but try something like that on, say, once a month or something like that? Is that something all teams could try to do?
1: Yeah, I don't know necessarily if we would do something as mass uh, as that promotion, but I look at kind of our kids club as an example, and, mm-hmm. and the kids clubs vary across the league. Yep. And a kids club membership, and and the Orioles have the same um, you know a value proposition to their fans. a uh, kids club membership for us costs very little, and it includes tickets, you know, yep. free tickets to the games, and it is a great, it is a very affordable introduction to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for us, you know, you don't really see, you haven't seen that uh, in the industry before where it's season long. I know that a few seasons ago, maybe even before my time, we did something like that uh, where uh, kids would get in free for a particular time frame. Right. It's something that we haven't revisited just yet, um, you know, but uh, it's certainly, you know, something to keep watching well, for most of the teams, for all 30 of the teams uh mlb is different than the other sports where ticket sales are just a huge part of the overall local revenue um you don't get that in the other major sports leagues like the nba and the nfl because you just don't have as many games you know for for the orioles and for us you know we have 42,000 seats and we have 81 games and that's a lot of inventory to sell so you know it's a big portion of uh of a major league baseball club's overall revenue
2: how's my good buddy jay horowitz doing He's
1: fantastic. I mean, Jay is, you know, he's 72 years old, um, and uh, he lost a lot of weight, actually, uh, in spring training, which is great. He doesn't enjoy eating salad, but he he is eating (laughs) a lot more salad. (laughs) (laughs) And and he's a legendary guy. He
0: is a legend.
1: He's a few, uh, I would say, he's a a few feet away from me in terms of where our desks are and where we uh, situate ourselves during the day. He's very
0: fond um, of you. Every time I see him, he doesn't know me from Adam, but I mention your name and his, his big smile comes across his face. Yeah, he
1: says, he's like, oh, whenever I, you know, the, we played Baltimore in spring training and all those guys know you.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think he's just referring to you, Stan. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he all these guys. Hey, we really appreciate it. We're very proud of you, or I know I am very proud of you. You're doing a super job there. And uh, continued good luck to your ball club. Say hello to the wife and kids.